Happy Monday. Welcome. Welcome to Fearless with Jason Whitlock. I am Jason Whitlock. Thank you for joining me this Monday afternoon and uh, lending me your ear. All right, we have a uh, special, very special, one-topic edition of Fearless today. Uh, we're going to get into this Joe Rogan situation and controversy uh, with some depth. Uh, I'm going to start us off with a fire, and then I'm going to turn to our contributors, Royce White, uh, TJ Moe, Rashad McCants, the great Shamika Michelle, and then we'll finish things up as we always do with Uncle Jimmy batting cleanup and telling us how we all did and giving us, helping me give a final approval rating score uh, for Joe Rogan. All right, so uh, buckle up. <clears throat> we'll see. Last week I was on one. Uh, we'll see if I can continue and keep that momentum going uh, this week. I was very pleased. And I'm not done with the Brian Flores topic, but uh, today we're going to take a break and lean into some Joe Rogan. <clears throat> All right. Comedian and podcaster Joe Rogan, he said the N-word. He is white. He is not allowed to use the N-word. The steroid for comedy, music, and other forms of entertainment. The N-word is part of a reparations package that black people negotiated with the Ku Klux Klan and other white liberals following the Democrats' failure to support the Emancipation Proclamation and the ending of Jim Crow laws. White liberals now serve as the N-word police. They enforce black people's exclusive right to denigrate and define themselves with the word. The N-word is Bitcoin for black people. It's our most prized possession. Popular black comedians and rappers treat it like an American Express card. They wouldn't think of taking the stage or hitting the recording booth without it. Black violent criminals frequently use the word when killing or assaulting a black victim. Black people use it to show other black people that they're really black and not uppity black. There's seemingly nothing more authentically black than calling yourself and other black people the N-word. The fact that white people must be granted an exemption card by the Democratic Party to use the N-word makes using the word feel even blacker. It's really special. Joe Rogan is not in good standing with the Democratic Party. His willingness to interview doctors who contradict the Democrats' narrative on COVID and experimental vaccines nullified the exemption he received for supporting Bernie Sanders. During the 12 years of his podcast, Rogan repeatedly spoke the N-word, not as a pejorative, he spoke it in the context of relating a story accurately. The white liberal enforcement arm now wants to cancel Joe Rogan. Rogan made the mistake of apologizing. Take a listen. Now, I know that to most people, there is no context where a white person is ever allowed to say that word, never mind publicly on a podcast. And I agree with that now. I haven't said it in years. But for a long time, when I would bring that word up, like if it would come up in conversation and stay, instead of saying the N word, I would just say the word. I thought as long as it was in context, people would understand what I was doing. Like, but it's not my word to use. 
I'm well aware of that now, but for years I used it in that manner. I never used it to be racist because I'm not racist, but whenever you're in a situation where you have to say, I'm not racist, you up. And I clearly have up. And that's my intention to express myself in this video, to say, there's nothing I can do to take that back. I wish I could, but obviously that's not possible. My apologies and much love. My sincere, deepest apologies and much love. I, I like Joe Rogan, but I'm just sorry. That apology is embarrassing, it's dishonest, uh, it's beneath him. I'm so tired of this game. We keep playing with the N-word. Oh my God. That is the exclusive property of black people. That is their word. They can use it, we can't. And I understand that now. Oh my God, I, I borrowed, I culturally appropriated the N-word. I mean, don't you realize that when black people say it, it's perfectly okay? But if I even just utter the word and repeat the fact that someone else said it, I mean, my God, coming off the lips of a white person, it's just so, so painful. This is all a BS game that's being played. I, I wish Joe Rogan, who's got a ton of money, a ton of support, I wish he had the balls to call BS on all of this, but I'm dreaming. He's got a weak CEO, the CEO of Spotify, apologized to Stafford, I mean to staffers, for Rogan previously using the word. There's one person on the planet legitimately offended by Rogan's use of the word. They would have been offended in real time, not retroactively. We must end inward reparations. Black people proudly claiming the word as our exclusive right is arguably the dumbest and most racist act of the last 60 years. It's the equivalent, wait for it, of claiming the murder of black men as our exclusive right. Oh wait, we've done that. We kill each other with frequency and impunity, write music celebrating it, and only get upset when white people violate our exclusive right to kill each other. We will step over a hundred dead black bodies shot in neighborhood disputes to weep at the grave of Ahmaud Arbery or George Floyd. Black murder and the N-word are in the same reparations package we signed with the KKK and the Democratic Party. I wanna know who cut this deal. The people who sold Babe Ruth to the New York Yankees for $100,000? Did Master P cut it after wrapping up the infamous Ricky Williams New Orleans Saints contract? Do you know how dumb and or satanic you have to be to argue that the worst word in the dictionary is your exclusive right to use? Or to argue that you've turned that word into a term of endearment, a positive. No one really believes that. The N-word is just another tool in the racial playbook of the Democratic Party. 
No one believes Joe Rogan is racist. They're a group of people in power who want him silenced. They're using the race card to silence him. Democrats know that comedians play a critical role in public discourse. Comedians and ministers have traditionally been authorized to speak uncomfortable truths. They set the tone for what is allowed to be debated in public spaces. For the past five years, all comedians have been cracking the exact same Donald Trump joke. They were united in their resistance to Trump. With Trump out of office, comedians such as Rogan, Bill Maher, Dave Chappelle, and even Jon Stewart are returning to their traditional roles of nonpartisanship and truth-speaking to power. Comedians are naturally inquisitive. They're not politically correct. They say what's not supposed to be said, and they ask questions that are not supposed to be asked. They're fearless. Rogan is being attacked as a message to all other white comedians. You will be smeared as racist. Chappelle is black. He's been smeared as anti-LGBTQ. He's homophobic and transphobic. White liberals fear comedians and ministers, quite strange allies. Great comedians and great ministers share a love of truth. Accusations of racism, homophobia, and transphobia are being used to silence truth. This is all covered in the fine print of the reparations package Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton cut with the Democratic Party. Anything that destroys truth, denigrates and kills black people is exclusively owned by black people and white liberals with approved exemption status. That's your fire. Can we cut this out? I mean, honestly, it is so obvious what is being done here. No one's offended when they hear the N word. You may get in a fight or argument with somebody and they'll call you the N word. And yes, you may be offended when people use it, but black people use it as a pejorative. They use it to threaten and intimidate other black people. They use the word negatively, we do, far more than we do positively. But it, the N word doesn't offend me based on the race of the person using it. If the intent is the same, I don't care what race they are. And the N word denigrates black people, regardless of who's speaking it. Joe Rogan repeating it in context, not using it as a pejorative, does not offend anyone, does not harm black people, is not an indication of what's wrong with America. It's not why Brian Flores got fired by the Miami Dolphins. This is a game that the political left keeps playing to silence people it wants shut up. They racialize their, oh, you won't say what we want you to say about the vaccine? Okay, we're going to dig into your files and unload them and look, you're racist. And they know every other comedian has something in his files. If you're any good, if you take any risk, there's something that can be taken out of context and used against you. This is about control of public discourse.
We got to cut it out. All right. I, I've. Let's bring in uh, friends of the show. We'll start with Royce White uh, in Minneapolis. Uh, Royce, uh, I'm going to start with a softball. Is Joe Rogan a racist and a threat to black people? Yeah, the, the clear answer is no. Uh, but, but first, I got I to gotta give you some credit first. You said that Spotify... I'm sorry. You said that Spotify and Joe Rogan were going to fold. I said that they were going to hold the line. They didn't hold the line. You were right. I was wrong. Uh, and I got to just give you that uh, off the top. And, you know, a few people, just a quick little hold the line update, right? A few people who have held the line. Kyrie Irving seems that he's continued to hold the line with some success. The Canadian truckers, they're showing everybody what it means to be free citizens in a society right now. And the Supreme Court, the United States Supreme Court, for, for striking down the vaccine mandate that the Biden regime tried to tried to force on us. And, and Clarence Thomas, black man, Supreme Court justice, who was instrumental in that decision. So, you know, to the to the Rogan point, listen, Joe Rogan's podcast is fire. It's it's incredible. OK. And, you know. Is the N word offensive? Yes, it can be offensive. Are there exceptions in Yes, in my opinion, nothing Joe said was malicious. You know, nothing Joe said was was out of the ordinary or used to try and slander or demean black people. That's the that's the honest to God truth. And to be honest, here here's what the real play is. Joe Rogan is being targeted by the establishment, as we know, because he was going after a false COVID narrative. Right. He was given a platform to a Dr. Peter McCullough, a Dr. Robert Malone, a Dr. Pierre Corey about early treatment therapeutics. And that's what this is about. And he's continued to grow an audience and, and a prominence around mainstream information that is outshined and, and sort of outgrown the, the, the mainstream establishment. And that's what this is about. This is not about racism. Roy, I mean, there's a thousand different directions we can go, but I, I got to start here. Do, do you think, what do you think of black people and the argument that that's our word and only we can use it and it's in term of endearment and we've made it a positive and now that's our word and no one else can use it? I think that's insanity, but maybe I'm the crazy one. Yeah, well, I think the bigger problem for black people in this country is, is something like this. We have aligned ourselves with the Democratic Party, with the liberal left. And, and it's very clear that they like their black men dead, in trouble, gay, trans, or selling out. Okay, and, and the, the selling out black bourgeoisie has made a deal with globalists to allow them to use racism to go after other people's rights. And, the, and the, the deal is that they won't talk about any real racism from a broader global corporate community. And the best example of that is, is, is one that I like to give it, Bill Gates, right? Bill Gates comes on his own foundation YouTube channel and says with extreme clarity, Population growth at the global level isn't an issue. It's going to peak out around 10 billion. It seems that we could handle that. The real issue is rapid population growth in countries that can't handle it. And then he goes to a cutaway of all African and Arab countries. 
That's racism. That's eugenics. That's the arrogance of a of a global agenda. That's white supremacy. Right. But but none of the blacks want to talk. Black people don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about the connection between a birth control culture, an outgrown birth control culture here in America and the similarities to a depopulation effort there in Africa. And that's the quid pro quo between our black elites and, and the globalist agenda. That's racism. That's what we need to be worried about. Not Joe Rogan saying the N word in, in complete context of a cultural critique or, or reference, referencing it when somebody else had said it in a story he told. That's not dangerous to me. Uh, Royce, you've made a really powerful, powerful point. I, I apologize for going back to my little pet issue. Uh, I have tried to avoid using the N-word for the past 15, maybe 20 years. Uh, I think that what you call yourself affects what you think about yourself, how you view yourself. I think it's attached to your self-esteem. I think that we as black people have made the mistake of defining ourselves as the N-word. And I think we seem to be completely unaware that that impacts our self-worth and our self-esteem. We see ourselves as the very N-words that we call ourselves, and that's why it's virtually impossible for us to see ourselves as representations of God. And again, when you run around trying to live up to a standard of being an N-word, that's just not a very high bar. In fact, it's a very low bar and it sets you up for all kinds of self-destructive behavior that, that we tip, popularize, glorify, whatever. And so I think your point is unquestioned and it's, it's very powerful. But I think the first step to opening your mind to what real, what racism really is, the Bill Gates points you're making, is you have to open your mind to who you are and how you define yourself, and then things will start sounding different to you. As long as you see yourself as the N-word, you'll never understand the larger points you're making about what racism really looks like. And I agree with you. And I think a lot of people, especially a lot of black people, do have their self-worth tied up in these superficial sort of, you know, conversations and, and languages and, and the way we refer to ourselves. I'm just not buying it. I'm just not buying that the N-word really affects our self-worth in any way altogether. I use the word with, the, with my friend group all the time. I have no issues with my self-worth, you know, so it, it's I hear what you're saying. And I think that the rap music. Let me stop you for one second, Royce. Yeah. Let me, because he, here's what happens, I think, with a lot of people. It's like, hey, I use the N-word, and it doesn't impact me, so therefore, it's okay for everybody. Royce, I know people who, in moderation, eat McDonald's and aren't overweight. Right. They right. eat fast food in moderation, and they're not overweight. But the statistics are pretty clear. Steady diet of fast food there's going to be complications and issues as it relates to obesity and all the things that go along with that. I can't handle fast food. And mo I don't think most people can. 
And, and so I, I don't like the limited argument of like, well, I use it and I'm fine and blah, blah, blah. Well, you may be it's, an aberration. No, 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 it's not. That's, that's not the point I'm making. Here's the point I'm making. The race three card Monty that's been played, especially as it pertains to the cop and civilian dynamic, for, for example, as a, as a racket, as a social economic racket, okay, is a complete look away from a corporatocracy that wants to continue on with a culture of over, overgrown consumerism and moral decay. Okay, so the answer for black people, as is the answer for the greater America, isn't to pull out words like the N-word. It's to go back and ask why philosophy has been pulled out of our public education in formative years. Because if you have a philosophical foundation, if you're very familiar with first principles and the proper way to think, like an Albert Einstein would say, for example, he was a, a famous, a notorious cusser, and there are many of you know great thinkers that were used a lot of profanity. The N-word doesn't start to, doesn't affect you as much anymore. I'm very well versed in first principles. I come from a philosophical foundation. And as such, the N-word doesn't affect my self-worth. And, and I would say that in, in, the, the, greater, the greater strategy to uplift black America into a place of prosperity is to address the philosophical and spiritual crisis. The N-word is a, is a, is a mute point, in, in my opinion. But I do agree that we should we should stop, we should get over the whole politically correct racket that we let the liberals use to attack free speech and, and other people's rights. I just don't know that that's where we should be looking to say the reason why our, our young men keep shooting each other in the streets is because they look at themselves in a denigrated way. No, they don't have any first principles. They're in a philosophical crisis that has nothing to do with the N word. I think nothing is a really Little. strong word. Little. So let me say this, you know, the N word was invented and placed on us for a purpose. My, my argument is it's no different when I believe it was either the Korean war or the Vietnam war. I think it was the Vietnam war. Uh, the military trained people to call the Vietnamese gooks. Mm. And part of it was because we don't want you thinking of these people as human beings. We're about to do some really diabolical shit to them. And the same thinking with the N-word. We're going to come up with this title, apply it to this, pe this group of people. They're not human beings. And again, it's like a, a strategy to trick people who are Christians. Well, these are N-words. These aren't the people. Uh, that are in the Bible. They, these aren't human beings. They're not fellow believers like you. They're the N-word. <clears throat> and so there was a reason the word was invented and placed on us so that people could treat us as less than human. And then to see the same people that put that word on us uh, 200 years later come around and say, well, <laughs> That's your word. We're going to leave it alone. Y'all got it now. It's yours. Y'all bring it home. Anything we used to do, we want y'all to do. And we used to kill black folks. We're going to leave that to y'all. And we're going to leave the N-word to y'all. And th this is your reparations for 200, 300 years of abuse. You get to kill each other and call each other the N-word. I, I, I just, I think, and, and I hear your point, and, and 
I'm gonna have to do some research on your point, but I just think the very first thing a human being has to do is define who he is. And this seems like a fundamental first, it's like if you had a baby and you're the daddy or the mama and you kept calling the baby dumb, eventually the baby's gonna believe he's dumb. And, and that's why you don't do that. You speak positive words into that child and, and, and hope that they take root and manifest themselves. I, uh, but I, look, I Roy, agree this is I, why I love having you on the show, Roy. Look, continue. I, go I, ahead. I'll give you the final word. I agree with you. You know that. I, I, I know that the, the system or the establishment has used the N-word and race as a whole as this sort of scam to go after the rights of other people. You and I agree on that wholeheartedly. And, and I completely denounced that as one of the most racist things in our society. And this whole, you know, uh, reparations package that you're discussing. All I'm saying is that we have so many more identity issues and philosophical issues and spiritual issues than the N word in the way that we talk to each other. When you point a gun at another man, another young man who looks just like you, and you decide that his life is no longer worth living over some girl or because he embarrassed you or because you want something that he has or because of a block you live on, the words you're using aren't the, aren't the issue. And don't get me wrong, I know language is a huge part of one's philosophical makeup. Actually, it's probably the starting point, as you would say. But our issues, but and no doubt, but our issues have more to do with how do we view family? How do we view how do we view our role in society? And, it, and it's, it's, it's much deeper. It, the, the, the approach should be get away from the STEM in public schools. Let's put philosophy and Christianity back in the public schools. Let's just stop dancing around it. We took, we took Christianity out of the schools. We said separation of state and church. And really, we, we meant adaptation of the church of the LGBTQ with the state. And that's the racket. We love our black men gay. That's the reality. Mm. I, I'm, I told you I'm going to give you the last word. I'm going to live up to that. Thank you, Royce. Uh, let me tell you guys about my friends over at Keeps. Everyone loves their hair. And let's face it, as you get older, you start to experience issues with it. But our friends over at Keeps can help you with your hair stress. Keeps offers doctor-recommended, clinically proven, research-backed treatments to stop hair loss and improve hair growth. Keeps Physicians will help you select the right products and treatments for your specific condition and hair goals. Keeps ships all of your treatments directly to your door at a price that's half the cost of your local pharmacy. With Keeps, you get quality, expert care without visiting a doctor's office or pharmacy. Whether you're looking to prevent hair loss, stimulate hair growth, or just take better care of your hair, you have Keeps. Keeps has you covered. Hair loss stops with Keeps. To get 50% off your first order, go to keeps.com slash fearless. That's keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash fearless. All right, TJ Moe. I like that intro for uh, T.J. Moe, although I think I would have 
What they call him, the show me kid? I would have called him the white shadow. I like the white shadow better than, but maybe that, that's racist. It's probably racist, probably unfair, puts TJ in a bad spot. All right, TJ, I'm bringing you into this fire I started. Uh, as our resident white voice here uh, at Fearless, uh, where should I start? Let, let, let me, I ask, I, I'm, what do you think of, I'm gonna ask you a tough question, what do you think of black people believing that there's some power and privilege in owning the N-word and it's, it's only ours to use and you can't have it? What do white guys say about that? <laughs> well, I don't want to speak for all white people. I think the the uh, it's it's liberal logic to some degree. You turn yourself in a pretzel and eventually you run back into yourself. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, if you're trying to eradicate a word, then keeping it around yourself seems counterintuitive. And so I would tell you that, uh, you know, uh, I, I told you this when I was in studio with you. Pat Ivey was um, he was a a defensive lineman from Mizzou. He's our strength coach. And um, years later, and he used to always say, look, fellas, I'm not going to tell you what you can and can't do. You're grown men, but I'm just going to tell you to have some self-respect. And so I never heard him use it one time. Um, and and it probably helped. But some of it is just like you, you talk a certain way for 15, 20 years before you get to adulthood. And it's a hard habit to crack. And so I, I think, you know, there there is no there's no upside to it, uh, truly. And, and I think, uh, you know, this is, this is, um, maybe I'm getting a little ahead of myself here, uh, as it relates to Rogan and, and white people saying the word, the, why have we awarded so much power to the white man's vocabulary? I mean, it's, it's one of the crazier things I, who cares what the white guy says, white people don't care what other white people say. Why does a black man care what a white man says? And so, how we approach this, I think, is is pretty denigrating to black people. We're acting as though black people are so weak that they can't even handle hearing a word, even when it's not being directed at them. It is only being used in reference or it is being used to tell a story. And we're saying we should walk around patrolling the streets for anybody that could use that word. And we need to cut their throat and make sure that those people are discredited for life. We're going to be patrolling the streets for a long time, forever because you're never gonna get rid of everyone. And so I, I, think, um, I think if I were to try to come up with a solution, and who the hell am I to come up with a solution, but I think we ought to work towards taking the power away from the word instead of eradicating the word from one race and telling the other race that use it as a term of endearment. It's very complicated and stupid. I, I think we should acknowledge that it was used specifically, as, as you just talked about with Royce, during a time that black people were considered animals. You and I talked about this uh, when, I was, uh, when I was down there two times ago. Thomas Jefferson was, it, it was a massive deal when he wrote in his rough draft of the Constitution that black men were actually men and not animals because that's how they were viewed at the time. This is where we were coming from. Slavery, people who were not allowed to go to school, who had no freedom, who had no power over what they did. They couldn't, they, they had no possessions. They were not people. And we are now in a time where we fought the bloodiest war in American history and 620,000 people were killed to fight for all of that to change. And so now we can all go to the same schools, 
live in the same neighborhood, vote in the same elections. There are plenty of laws demonstrating our equality and no laws that I'm aware of. And certainly it would be a pretty big deal if there were racist laws on the books uh, saying we're unequal at this time. We should acknowledge that the world around us has changed. And so when the word was uttered in the past, a black man had to go back out into the field and continue working as a slave. When the word is uttered now, specifically when it's directed at someone, the entire world lines up against the person who uttered that world to condemn them. This is a different world we're living in. And so I think the reaction should be when somebody says something ridiculous, it should be met with a shrug. If the white guy says it to a black man, acknowledge that the opinion of the white man does not define your life, that your life is exactly what you make it, God defines you, and the vocabulary of a white man means nothing. That is how I would approach it. Again, what the hell do I know? But instead of eradicating a word and, and thereby making it taboo and giving it power, why don't we just strip the power from the word? Well, that's part of the argument. <clears throat> the left and their black adherents are, we've taken the power from the word. We've stripped it, and that's why we use it in every single rap song 30 to 40 times in every song. That's why we say it wherever we are and blah, blah, blah. We're taking the power away from it by using it constantly. Trust it's me. It's got a lot of power it when is, I say it. That's the problem. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I get it. And that's why everybody needs to quit saying it. Mm. And, and be, it, it's the, everybody quit saying it is the only legitimate solution. And it would, in my view, create a healthier mindset for black people, environment. I, I think, and I, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I know many white people who, when not around other black people and just talking amongst themselves, think like, hey man, it's crazy how much they love calling themselves the N-word. That is crazy. How can you love calling yourself that word and then get so emotional if the skin color of the person saying it changes? And the point I didn't make because I told Royce I'd give him the final word. Here's my point about the N-word and, and the mindset. Because really the reason why we're allegedly or pretending to be upset with Joe Rogan is, oh man, when a white guy says that word, it's an indication of a mindset that's harmful for black people. That's what, that's what has people upset. Like, oh, he said that word. He must hate black people. And so I say, I didn't make this point to Royce, I wanted to, but when there's gang violence in any, in St. Louis, Chicago, whatever, the perpetrator, the, the shooter will say, I smoked that no different than in the 1920s or 30s when they would hang, well, I hung that And again, it, it's, it's an in, the use of that word and the comfort with using that word is an indication of a mindset that is harmful for black people. And it doesn't matter whether the sayer is black or white, if you are comfortable calling so, uh, someone black or 
and I know I'm not supposed to say, well, no, I'm black. I'm sorry, I can't say it. Uh, (laughs) It's an indication that you you are capable of doing harm to that person and maybe even predisposed. And and so that's why I just think you got to eradicate it. You got to quit using it. Uh, particularly the way we've baked it into popular culture and into music. I, I go into a lot of these football locker rooms now and, and d- during practice, weightlifting sessions, and the music is just reprehensible. It is mm. so profane. And it's not just the N-word. You know, they're talking it, Again, it's a bunch of stuff like, man, do we really need to bake our, bathe ourselves in this to prepare to play a football. All right, let me ask you this. What do you think about Joe Rogan apologizing? I think Joe Rogan uh, is apologizing to no one because no one was asking for an apology. The people supporting him didn't think he needed to apologize, and the people who were after him wanted his head to roll. They weren't interested in apology either. Um, My problem is that the woke mob comes in bad faith, always. They prey on good people who want to live in harmony and don't mean any harm. And so these good people come to the table, they apologize, look for rational healing. This is what good human beings do. If I did harm to you, I come to you, I say, I'm very sorry. I didn't mean to do harm to you. I would like for us to be able to continue to live in harmony together and move forward. That is not what they're doing. And so what they do is they say, Look, Joe Rogan, whether it were his friends or not, and this that we can go into this in a second, his, his friends have turned on him as much as anyone. Um, they say Joe Rogan needs to be sacrificed. OK, we're looking for atonement. They're not looking for resolution or healing. They're looking for atonement. And so whatever you did, whether it was 10 years ago or not, and whether it was actually directed at anyone or not, what you did you need to pay for it and you need to pay for it now. And the only time we should hear from you is if you come to our side and, and start spouting our ideology and then you can talk again. Otherwise, we shouldn't hear from you. And so I, one of my biggest problems with apologies, and again, I'm, I am generally in favor of, of apologizing to people if they come to you in good faith and want resolution. But what happens is the woke mob treats an apology as a confession and then they use it as a club to wield at you to show that you also agree that what you did is reprehensible and therefore should never be heard from again so no you no one should ever apologize to the woke mob ever again uh the rock initially defended joe rogan and then he melted very quickly and then people went through his twitter feed and found him saying a bunch of stupid stuff Mm -hmm. uh I can't, I don't know if, if Howard Stern jumped into this, but he was certainly thrown into this because people started digging through all the stuff he said in the last 30 years. And, and <clears throat> to me, the, the only beauty in this whole situation is it is exposing the insanity and the hypocrisy of social medias and Hollywood's uh, standard on racism and it, it, it literally you you can be you can be the governor of of is it Virginia that was was wearing the black face mm-hmm. and, but he's a Democrat and so we got to look the other way you can be as as long as you support the Democratic Party you can be racist and you can do racist things and no one's gonna complain about it. And I, I just love the fact that 
people don't want to address this. Well, they love to, oh, well, things switched. The Republicans used to be for black people, and then they switched, and now they're the racist, and we're for black people. Uh, and if you're a part of us, though, you can use the N-word, you can wear a black face, you can crack all the kind of racist jokes you want. Just pull that Democratic lever, you're covered. Yeah, How come you, you haven't be... signed up, TJ? No. As, uh, as Delano stated when we were down there, I have to come home and look my wife in the eyes, and she would, uh, she would leave me the next day if I started spouting that nonsense. Um, I think I, I have been so disappointed in the, quote, allies of Joe Rogan, it's, I, I've, I'm floored. I think it's our duty, all of us. I mean, you, you're doing a whole show on it today, so you're doing your part. All of us have a duty. If we want to live in a society where we are not defined by our worst moments, we have to come to the defense of good people who are in the crosshairs of the woke mob. So Rogan has spent all of his time here. You know how many millionaires this guy has made getting people who just wrote a book to come on his podcast that goes out to 11 million people? Suddenly they're a New York Times bestseller. Andrew Yang is a guy that came out. He was running for president, pulling at nothing, and comes on Rogan's show, and now everybody knows Andrew Yang's name. He's far more popular after going on Joe Rogan's show. So Andrew Yang comes out and he says, he, he tweets out, quote, I don't think Joe Rogan is a racist. The man interacts with and works with black people literally all the time. Reasonable take, you'd think to yourself. Most of us who have a working brain would continue scrolling through Twitter and say that makes some sense. He, three seconds after feeling a little bit of heat from the woke mob here, tweets out, I deleted the tweet because it was wrongheaded. It also hurt people, which is never my intent. I'm sorry. I'm learning and appreciate those who reached out and expressed their feelings. How, like, is there, is there a time where you can show us you're a coward in a shorter period of time than what Andrew Yang just did? The Rock did the same thing. The Rock came out after the first quote apology from Joe Rogan. He said, great stuff, brother. Perfectly articulated. Looking forward to coming up on and breaking out the tequila with you and being on the show soon. Gets a little bit of pushback. I saw like a single tweet from a noteworthy person that you would consider to not be a bot. And he comes out again three seconds after a little bit of pushback from the woke mob and says, I was not aware of his N-word use prior to my comments, but now I've become educated to his complete narrative. Learning moment for me. That's how fast you're going to throw your friends who are obviously not racist under the bus. And so um, we're surrounded by cowards. There's one guy that has come out. He had a Facebook post and, and everyone should go read it. His name's David Goggins. I think you and probably everybody else has heard of him. Former Navy SEAL, went through SEAL training three times, like broke his whatever the first couple times, went back a third time just so he could be a SEAL. Wasn't even interested in being a SEAL. He was just interested in doing difficult things. Then he became an Army Ranger. Now he runs ultra marathons by himself, 100 miles. And so one of the toughest people, perhaps the toughest person on the face of the planet, wrote a Facebook post yesterday that I could not be uh, admire anymore. He said, quote, I've been attacked by a few people for being friends with Joe Rogan as of late. Funny, you must have me mistaken for somebody that actually gives an F about your opinion. And he went on to say, basically, hey, listen, I don't approve of what he said, but all you judging mother effers, take some time to think about what would happen to you if all the skeletons in your closet were put on display and everyone saw them. Perhaps you might think again before rushing to judgment. That is a guy with some courage. We already knew he was tough, but he, he in his post talked about, look, I don't have sponsors. I got nobody that's taking money from me. Keep listening to me or don't. I don't care. I'm just telling you what I think. And in America, that's what we need to be doing. 
Thank you, TJ. Good stuff. All right, let me tell you about my good friends at Good Ranchers. The truth hurts sometimes, but America, we have a problem. And that problem is with our meat. Over 85% of grass-fed beef sold in the stores and online is imported from overseas. You're paying a premium for imported goods that don't even get USDA graded. That's why you should get all of your beef, chicken, and seafood from Good Ranchers, 100% American company. Good Ranchers delivers steakhouse quality to your door. Good Ranchers is here to solve to solve our meat problems in America. We love them here at Fearless, and you will love them in your home as well. Check out GoodRanchers.com today, and when you use my promo code FEARLESS at checkout, you will save $25 and get free express shipping. Head on over to GoodRanchers.com FEARLESS today. Have delicious American meat on your table. Order now with the code FEARLESS to get $20 off your box. If you're a fearless soldier, if you want to be in this fearless army, you need to be eating fearless meat from Good Ranchers. Support American farmers and ranchers. Support a sponsor that supports you. All right, stick around. Rashad McCants. X. All right, welcome back. Uh, time to bring in our Las Vegas uh, fearless soldier, uh, Rashad McCants. We're going to continue the conversation about Joe Rogan. Rashad, I hope you've been watching, paying attention, because I need you to uh, settle, not settle, but weigh in on the dispute Royce White and I have. I say black people need to quit using the N-word. He says, oh, it don't matter one way or the other. You say? <laughs> I say, man, it's a free country, right? Ain't this America? Yep. What are we talking about? Can we, are we banning the word What are we doing? Because Quentin Tarantino can use it, right? We can use it in the music. We ain't canceled Samuel L. Jackson for allowing it. So why all of a sudden we need to ban it? Because I like when <clears throat> I'm around white people and they're uncomfortable about using it until I tell them to use it. It's okay, it's just a word. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Come on, Jason, you gotta give white people a reason to wanna be around you. And saying the word is not a reason not to be around me. It don't hurt my feelings. I literally laugh when I hear it, cause it's like, oh man, everyone's so sensitive about this word. If it's being used in a certain context, right? Let's say one to embarrass me. Am I going to let this one word hurt my feelings to the point where I'm not going to say nothing back to the other person? No, I'm not. We're not that sensitive. So here we are. We're talking about Joe Rogan saying a bunch of insensitive remarks that he said in the past, just like Justin Bieber. Just like Eminem. Justin Trudeau wore blackface. Jimmy Kimmel. We're blackface. They all still got their jobs. We ain't talking about none of this. But Joe Rogan is that is that agent they need to silence. So they gonna try to take the black the black vote and go go after Joe. And Joe, I'm telling you right now, I'm high fiving you because I ain't never seen a white person say that many times in a row.
Where do I go from here? Uh, Rashad, <clears throat> I appreciate the fearlessness and the honesty, and I, all I want is your perspective and opinion, and I appreciate it. I hear what you're saying, because to some degree, I agree with you. It, or a lot of what you said I agree with in terms, there is no word that any man, you, any white, uh, Larry Bird, uh, there's no word you can say to me that's gonna make me fall or gonna change my opinion of myself. Nothing. That's gonna trigger me and set me, oh my God, he called me. (laughs) Not gonna happen. What I think of me trumps and supersedes what you think of me and, you know, if I had a wife, what she thought of me would be very important. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna run it by God and that me and God got this. And so I agree with that sentiment. So I agree with you on that. Now I'm asking you a separate question. Do black people help themselves, help our view of ourselves by relying on, leaning into, loving, constantly using the N-word? Yeah, man, I think we all know it's a disservice that we do to ourselves by using it. And I'm a, you know, I participate in using the the, the N word. You know, it is what it is at this point. It's culturally ingrained into our medulla oblongatus. And so as a term of endearment for our culture to another, we use it. Now, is it ignorant? Yes. And this is why we're looked at as the ignorant side of the race spectrum. When there is a race between all of the different nationalities and ethnicities of this world, we are at the bottom. So until we can start to identify what we call ourselves, what we look at ourselves as, we're gonna continue to be at the bottom of the race. And so if we keep using the word as some type of positive thing. And then when other people use it as the same positive thing that we're using it as, and we look at them like, you can't use that because it's not positive coming from you. Then how is this other situation or these other entities supposed to dialogue with us if they can't dialogue with us like us? There is a big disconnect with how we're supposed to unify this country and we keep going backwards into history saying, oh, you said this and you said that. How many black people are being canceled for saying hunky, cracker, pig? Nobody, nobody. And we have, I know there's some people on on email threads saying it, caught on film saying it, but we, we refuse to unify our country because of the history of the things that's happening or the things that's happened in the past. If we keep living in the dead past, oh man, we're never gonna get over the hump. We're never gonna be able to understand that there's two sides of the spectrum. So you agree with me that it's a negative and a pejorative. Yes. And and the only thing I, I want to be clear, we love to say that we use it as a term of endearment. Mm-hmm. I completely reject that. I believe mm-hmm. that 20% of the time, 
we use it as a term of endearment. The other 80% of the time, it's pretty negative. Yeah. And so when, when a blood or a crip does a drive-by and kills two or three folks, they know, oh, man, we smoked them Is that yeah. a term of endearment? Nope. Is, is that? <laughs> and so I, I just think we need to quit lying to ourselves. Yeah. Because again, and this is where I didn't make this point to Royce, and we'll bring Royce back another day and we'll circle in on it. But again, anytime you're having to adopt dishonesty, lies, untruths as truth, you're doing yourself a disservice. And so to sit around, oh, well, it's a term of endearment when we use it. And, and oh, I got to pretend like when that white man over there says it, I am mortally wounded and I, I, I may not take, rush me to the hospital. I heard my ears just heard a white man use the N word. <laughs> to, oh my God, I may not be able, I had to call in sick today because a white man used the N word. Uh. I mean, I, I just, these, when I think about my grandmother and I hate to, I better be careful, I'll start crying. But when I think about my ancestors and what they actually endured for me to have the life that I have, a great life, what they went through, I'm embarrassed that these people can go on TV and pretend like, when I saw, and I should have had y'all have it all cute. When I saw Ryan Clark, I'm not trying to drag you into this, but I'm, <laughs> but when I'm I saw Ryan it. Clark on TV crying, crying, because some white woman he don't know, going through a drive-through at a fast food place, called his son the N-word, and this dude was on TV crying. <laughs> I'm, are we really this weak? Yes. How can you, I mean, I look, my father, grandmother, my mother, things that they endured, and we sitting around, Joe Rogan on a podcast 10 years ago repeated the N-word, not as a pejorative. And, and again, you know what, I can't even, this isn't the doing of black people, honestly, and I made the argument in my monologue, this is white Democrats yeah. using black people to punish the white people they don't like. Yes, yes, you hit it on the head. Listen, Jason, and people don't see it. People don't see that there is a puppet master over top of the puppet masters. And they pulling these strings and they're saying, all right, who do we not like that's supporting what we don't support? Joe Rogan. He's, he was next up for a while now. And I think he knew that he was next up. He didn't know that they had evidence on him. When you talk about the John Gruden thing, right? John didn't know that they had that stuff on him. And he wasn't expecting any kind of defense for that. So Joe Rogan looking at the Saints, he's literally woke up, was like, oh, man, they got me. They got me. They caught me with my pants down. Now what do we do? We hope that our support for all of our fans over the years can stick together and know that this is not who I am, right? And so with Joe, he's such a dynamic character in the public that he can roll, this can roll off. Now, is what Joe did 
Like, okay? No. No, no, Joe. Hey, listen, Joe. It's not okay for you to say that many times. Now, if you was on cast for a Quentin Tarantino movie, bro, you a star. This is what he wants. He wants people comfortable saying that word. But you on a podcast with sensitive listeners and people with the LBGT and, and beta. And man, we need real men to understand Joe Rogan is a stand up guy. He's a stand up guy willing to be brave in the home of the brave. And we call it America. Freedom of speech. Freedom to do whatever you want to do. Joe Rogan, keep doing what you do. Keep doing what you do. Just play some black music when you want to. <laughs> this is the only excuse you get is you got to play some 50 cent. You got to play something that gives you context to say, I was just I was just saying the lyrics. Don't don't cancel my show. You know what I'm saying? It's all good, Jason. Like, we really, we understand what's going on here. Like you said before, if we just put a, it's what TJ said, if we ignore this and we just say, man, every single person that comes up and says something racial or black, we should be numb to the fact right now that anything that's N-word or that's, it's been, we've, we've endured that pain of those words way back. We shouldn't be getting, still getting triggered by the n-word at all in no capacity well again i'm gonna say i don't think we are i think that we are the pet toys of white democrats and they use us to silence whoever they need to have silence and 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 thank you rashad great job i'm we're gonna end on that note but Here's what they are doing, and this is why the Democrats are doing this, using black people to silence white conservatives and white Republicans. And you wonder why there's animus between white Republicans and black people? If, If... if we are the primary tool being used to smear them and silence them, why wouldn't they be upset? Why wouldn't the two sides look at each other as enemies? And, and then someone like myself who will say, hey man, you may have this wrong. These people, these evangelicals, these white folks over here that, they may not have a problem with you. They have a problem with the way you allow the Democratic Party to use you. Because I will, you will not meet a rational black person who will have a problem with Joe Rogan. You won't meet him. Now, you'll meet some hardcore Democratic political black and white people who will have a problem with it. But there's nobody black that was, oh, God, because if it was true when he said it, because these were all taken from the past, people would have been upset and hurt and offended then. 
The fact that they waited 10 years to be offended lets you know they're not really offended. This is just a Democratic Party tactic to shut this man up about COVID. And, and why we, and again, Al Sharpton and everybody's going to get on TV and they'll pretend, oh God, what Rogan said. Oh. We got, uh, it's embarrassing to get used this long. I, if you're going to use me, at least give me something valuable in return. We're not getting anything. These inward reparations and black murder reparations. That's all we get. Here's here's the contract. We get to use you any way you want. We want to use you. Turn you up, flip you, flip you down, rub you up and down. Do we can do whatever to you. And what you get in return is you get exclusive rights to use the N word and you get to murder each other. Sign right here on the dotted line. You're an idiot if you took that deal. All right, go to youtube.com slash Jason Whitlock. Bring in the first lady of the fearless army, Shamika Michelle. All right, time for a Shamoke show. Uh, Shamika, I hope you've been listening, uh, watching. Uh, should black people quit using the N-word? You know, Jason, I'm not emotionally tied to the N-word. I know that you feel like it's it's a bad word, but I think we all have our things that, you know, are pet peeves to us. I'm My ear is going to be more inclined to hear somebody say, if it ain't for bad luck, you, you know, I wouldn't have no luck at all. Or if it ain't one thing, it's another. I hate things like that because I believe if, you, if life and death is in the power of the tongue, you really shouldn't speak those negative things over your life. But so I hear what you're saying. I don't have an issue one way or the other because I'm just not emotionally tied to it. What I do want black people to stop doing, though, is lying about it. I don't think that it's always a term of endearment. I think it depends on context and in the way that you say it, because we all know what's up my and my two different things, just as if I were to say, you know, um, bitch, you crazy and that bitch crazy. Those are two totally different things. So I want us to stop lying about it. And also this whole there's a difference between ER and A. There is no difference between whether it's a hard ER or whether it's an A. Nobody sat down and had an intellectual conversation and said, you know, if we take the ER off of it and put an A on it, it'll make it a term of endearment and it'll be something that we can use. And it's OK. The only 
only reason why we don't put an ER on it as black people is because we don't talk like that. It's the same as if I say, I'm going to go in the kitchen and make you some cheese and crackers. I'm not saying cheese and crackers or pass the salt and pepper. I'm not saying salt and pepper. We just don't talk like that. So it's not this intellectual thing that we decided on that we're not going to use it. We say mother instead of mother. I just want us to stop lying about it. Stop trying to make excuses as to why we use it. It's not a term of endearment. And we didn't change the ER to A to make it more friendly. We changed it because there are things that we say differently, period. It's still the same. There's no difference between ER and A. Great point. <clears throat> Let me ask you this. Why do we lie to ourselves? Why, why are we constantly lying about the N-word? I think we have an issue of just being honest. Like for me, I don't even like saying the N-word. If I'm going to say it, I'm going to say period. Regardless of who I'm talking to, regardless of who I'm around, I think we just don't like being honest as people. We've gotten so politically correct that everything is wrong. We're scared. We're afraid. And we lie to ourselves about it to make to make us feel better. Look, if it offends somebody, guess what? I don't care, but I'm not going to lie about it and try to say, oh, I use it as a term of endearment or no, I changed the ER to A. I'm not going to lie about why I use it. I use it because I've heard it all my life. I used to hear George Jefferson say on national TV, anytime he said some, you know, thought what somebody said was stupid, he would say, please. I heard it all the time in rap music. It is a part of my vocabulary a lot of times, just like retarded, midget, short bus. These are other things that are um, offensive to people, but I use it. And I don't try to make excuses as to why. I've just heard it so much. I try to make an effort because I know that it's offensive, but... I, I, I don't justify it by saying it's a term of endearment. No, it's, it is what it is. Sometimes it's a term of endearment. Sometimes it's not. It's just like other words, dumb, stupid, crazy. Depends on how you say it. If I say something out of the way, my friend is say, girl, she's stupid. She don't think I'm stupid as an ignorant or unintelligent. She's saying that in a way that's, that's funny, but I just want us to stop lying and stop trying to make excuses for it. You know, it is what it is. Uh, Joe Rogan, what what are your thoughts on should he be in trouble? Do you think he made a mistake apologizing? I definitely think he made a, a mistake apologizing because to me, it's like putting a bloody carcass in a water full of sharks. Once you start to apologize, they smell weakness. They smell fear and they feel like they can just then continue to come up with something else that you need to apologize for. And I hate to see a man groveling. It's, it's like it feels like he's groveling to me. When I think of Joe Rogan, I think of a man that has like the five o'clock shadow. He's not really quite clean shaven all the time. I think of somebody tough, you know, he might have on a tight t-shirt. 
I saw a video, looked like he had just white nair all over his face. Face was smooth as a baby's bottom and he just looked weak. I don't think that he should have apologized because to me, it just opened up the door for him to look really weak and for them to feel like, I got him now. We got him now. Apologize for what? If you did not mean it in a malicious way, if you were not trying to be derogatory, you were just saying it um, in a in a different context or repeating what somebody said. What are you apologizing for? You're apologizing because 10 years later, people want to come out and act like their feelings are hurt because this is what it is. It's about feelings. Joe Rogan has not caused us any financial strain. I was still able to pay my bills with him saying the last 10 years. He has not caused me any type of physical harm. People now just want to pretend like their feelings are hurt. Ain't nobody, we are losing our freedoms day by day as, as the days go on. And we sit here complaining about our feelings being hurt. Ain't nobody got time for y'all being little weak, soft ass, putting pop bitches. We don't have time. I don't think Joe Rogan used it in a malicious way. And no, I don't think he should apologize. What do you think of my contention that racism and, and black people are just a tool white Democrats use to bash their opponents? Oh, for sure. And because I think that they know all they have to do is toss out the word racism and that's how they get the black people on their team for anything. They have a problem with anything. Oh, let's find out, you know, some racism in it or something that we can call racist and the blacks, they gonna hop right on it when they couldn't bring Joe Rogan down with misinformation because that's how they started. That They started with misinformation. Why not bring somebody on the platform that you feel like can debate what either Dr. McCullough said or Dr. Malone? When that didn't work, they had to play the racism card. And as black people, we fall for it each and every time. When Rashad said we're like puppets, we are like puppets. We like clockwork. That's exactly what they use every time to get to us is racism. And I would like to also add why we fall into to this with the Democrats or the, the left and we will shoot off our own foot or we will cut off our own nose despite our own face. Why are we pulling our music off? For people like India Ari and all of these other people, what I want to know is, do you even actually own your music? So when you're talking about Joe Rogan is getting a hundred million dollars on Spotify, but you're only getting this small amount, let's go back to whether or not you own your music to start with. Because then your issue is not Joe Rogan. Your issue is that you signed a faulty contract. You have no idea how the music industry, after you've seen artists after artists complain about not owning their own music, and you're still doing the same stupid shit. This is not about Joe Rogan or Spotify. Your real issue would be why you don't own your music and then why you are still allowing white people to use and abuse you. That's what the real problem is. Shamika, another tour de force, uh, great visit. I gotta say though, this is probably the first time in seven, eight months that I've, I've disagreed with you but I love you just the same, so we'll have you back on love later this week. Mm. 
right, get your Fearless Army swag. Shopblazemedia.com backslash fearless. Uh, <clears throat> Uncle Jimmy, you got to come in here and bail me out. Uh, from Royce to Rashad to Shamika. And hell, maybe I even got to throw in a little TJ Moore. No one agrees with me today. All right, Uncle Jimmy in the approval rating. regrets and our decisions. We don't want to go to heaven with freedom. It's my obligation to hate discrimination. Raising up your hands for freedom. All right, welcome back. Uh, Uncle Jimmy, after today's show. I hope we have one tomorrow. What did I? No one agrees with me about the N word, Uncle Jimmy. Um, first of all, on a very serious note, are you? Do you want to be Joe Rogan so bad that? I mean, if Joe Rogan just got in trouble for dropping the N bomb, you do realize that this whole show has been like a, a old NWA song. <laughs> I mean, the only thing that I hear Justin and Chris back to doing. I mean, this, you, you know what the under and over is for how many N-words got dropped of this, that they was back to counting. You know what the under and over is. Take a guess. 15. You're low. I'm low. <laughs> you're low. I'm just telling you, you're low. Anyway, I, hey, I, hey, I get you. I follow you. Well, first of all, I got to ask you a question. Go ahead. For real, man. Please. <laughs> is it just me or... On today's show, was it? Did Hadley not do a good job of screening our guests today? <laughs> I mean, for real, was there? Does it seem like the guest just wasn't screened today? I don't understand. I, I completely disagree. I, I'm just, you know, I, I know you're joking, but I'm gonna say I completely disagree. Just because, hey man, there. I, I want people to say what they believe. Okay. And so, uh, you know, that's what. They believe. Okay, so you we start. You want people to say believe. So we start off with Royce. Yeah, he said what he believed. Okay, yeah, he came out and said what he said. Then we get TJ to come out here. TJ coming out here dropping M MFing bombs and TJ Mo cursed. Well, he didn't cuss, but he was he used the he used the, some analogies for him that was cussing. Oh, for TJ. Oh. For TJ, that's cussing, man. Yep. You know, and I think the only only me and TJ the one that didn't get the memo to say don't come out here and cuss. <laughs> I think that was only me and TJ. And then you bring out then you bring out Rashad. Now I don't know if you realize this or not, man, but honest to goodness, man, Rashad came out of here and was <laughs> he was doing the drive by. <laughs> I mean, he was just laying all over, man. <laughs> <sighs> This show's not going to be reviewed. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, wait a minute. Didn't you? Didn't he got more you, bodies on him than Omar Little. Is that what you said? Rashad. I mean, Rashad like, how come you don't have me on the show more? On the show more? <laughs> Man, if you don't stop. <laughs> and then, th- th- then we bring out the first lady. Yeah. Shamika. Yeah. I can't even repeat some of that stuff Shamika said, but Shamika just bought it home. <laughs> she, she, she just, just, just bought it all. Just, just, I mean, 
This was the wrong day not to have Delano on the show, I think. No, this was the good day to, to <laughs> not have Delano on the show. Because I promise Delano would be like. <laughs> uh, first of all, uh, I would like to say that uh, I have to go home and look at my wife in the eyes and um, <laughs> I don't want that eye to be swollen shut. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, you missed Delano and Steve Kim today, I think. Definitely. That would be my takeaway. Definitely. And by the way, really quick, did we hire TJ? Because I heard you make the comment that he was our white official. We hired him because he was white? No. I thought we hired him because he was intelligent. He's intelligent and good. We run a meritocracy over here. Man, I ain't running five minutes. I don't give a damn what you talking about. I can't (laughs) run nowhere. Come on, man. We run. (laughs) Brian Flores wishes. I was the owner of the Miami Dolphins. Because <laughs> I run a legitimate maritime. Let's anyway. Go, let's go, man. Uh, you want to get to the approval rate? Let's do it, man. Yeah, let's. So you're, you have, you don't got any opinion you want to offer yourself on, just let me start here. Do black, should black people quit using the N-word? Yes. Yes, we should. Because... We, we look stupid when we use it out in public. When we, if, we, if, I, if I feel uncomfortable saying it around white people, then I shouldn't be saying it at all. You know, honestly. Uh, 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 I don't, nothing upsets me more when I hear, because, you know, people think, oh, well, I can say it. Well, if we're out in public and I see some black people and they out here. Matter of fact, it just happened to me at the store the, the other day. And, and it's like, and the final word, the final go away to the brothers was, stay, stay dangerous, my That's a new one. Excuse me, damn, we up to 20 now. <laughs> but I mean, that, 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 was the, that, that was it, man. And, and to me, now truthfully, it doesn't bother me if you say it. Because it's not what you call me, it's what I answer to. You know, now truthfully, I think we as people, we as men, we really spending too much time worried about what people call us. But it's like you said, man, if you don't, if we don't take pride in ourselves, if you don't take pride in yourself, how's anybody else going to take pride in it? In you, you know, you, you know, you, you always talk about the wire. We talk about, you know, these gangster movies and movies like this. I watched Ozark. I've been watching Ozark. And it's about a movie about drugs and money and all of that. But in Ozark, I never once heard these Ozark hillbillies calling each other, why, you stupid-ass redneck? Why, you stupid-ass pecker? I never hear this. But if I watch Power, wake your ass up. You see what I'm saying? This is how we do. In any, through the wire, that's how we address people. That's what we do. But you look at any other movie, do the Italians address each other like that in Godfather? Mm, uh, yes, a little bit. A little bit, but they don't, they, they, not like era. we do. Not like we do. Got you. So that's my thing, man. To us, here's, and Joe Rogan said this, and I'll be done with this. Joe Rogan said. It's funny you mentioned The Godfather because I just watched it this weekend. My annual watching of it was this weekend. Go ahead. Joe Rogan said, it's not my word to use. Yo, man, it's not my word to use. So I don't care who, take it, do something with it. It's not mine. That's all. That's how I feel about that's, it. That's the one thing. That's the thing we stole from racist white people. Look, not their wealth, not their property. 
We took the N-word from him. We got it. It's ours. Hey, man, your boy, your boy Roy said to him, and which was, he said the most racist thing he heard was when he heard Bill Gates talking about population control. That was a great point. Great point. There we go. Let's make this happen, man. Uh, Job performance uh, for Joe Rogan. I, previously, I had him at a 23. I kept him at a 23. Uh, he does a heck of a job as a podcast host. I give him a 19. That's down. The last time we talked about him, you had him at a 25. I give him a 19 because, let me ask you a question. Man. Is this the same dude that would throw a bucket of hissing cockroaches on a poor little innocent white girl? Fear factor you talking about? Yeah. yeah. And never complain once. Never complained once, right? So what the hell is he complaining about now? Nobody wanted him to complain then. Oh, you threw cockroaches on the way. Why you got to complain now? Come on, let's go. Uh, character, I've actually gone up on character and got him at a 20. <clears throat> Previously, I had him at a 16. I, I like, again, I love the conversations he's been having about COVID and the vaccine, you know, it's 20 in character. Well, you and I see the same. I give him a 20 in character also. Joe Rogan is a mega podcast star. He's a UFC commentator. He's a comedian. So he's a man that wears a lot of hats. He plays a lot of different roles. And when you do that, sometimes the water is going to get a little murky. And that's what's happening with him right now. Mm, a lot of different characters he plays, so you're high on him in character. Authenticity, I don't like the apology. So I dropped him to a 12 in authenticity. Uh, the apology doesn't ring true to me. Uh, I, I didn't buy the apology too much either, Jason. So I had to drop him down to a 15. First of all, he lied. Okay, he just straight up lied. He said he hasn't used the word in years. Say it ain't so, Joe. You know, remember the movie Friday? Remember saying, you ain't got to lie, Joe. You ain't got to lie. Keep it real. White people and black people together we all said the same thing last month <coughs> Antonio Brown stripped down naked and ran off the field in Tampa Bay, right? The, the, uh, black people and white people together said, look at that crazy-ass enigma right there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Honestly, white people and black people all said, see, this is the very reason we never should have gave you money. <laughs> so it ain't no need to complain. We all said the same thing. Come on, man. Audience, Tennessee Harmony will be here on Wednesday. The show will return to its roots. This has been a tough day. Uh, Did you cut my foot off? (laughs) It Factor. I've dropped him to a 15 in It Factor. The the inauthentic apology and all that just, I don't know. It Factor down to a 15. I give him a 20. Because truthfully, Jason, the racial thing has nothing to do with it. The It Factor is COVID, man. Joe Rogan's the voice of the people, okay? Okay? And, 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 and if we was talking about race, then we'd be talking about Howard Stern, right? But Stern is a big Vax guy, right? So I think Joe Rogan needs to take a lesson from Howard Stern, okay? And it would be okay for him to drop the N-word if he just starts supporting vaccines. Then he can do it, and he wouldn't have this problem, so... There you go. Easy Ready? solution. We both have him at a grease fire. I've got him at 70. You've got him at 74. Grease fire. See? Black mind, I mean, great minds think alike. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you think we tomorrow's going to call tomorrow. you after this show? <sighs>
I look, all right, no comment. I'll see you tomorrow. Hey, man, how you gonna be